Shall we praise the Lord, somebody? Come on, it's Sunday morning. Shall we praise the Lord, somebody? We're inviting you to stand this morning with us. Hallelujah. Who is happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Come on, I'm only hearing a little bit. Who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? I know I got one more chance to give him everything I got. Hallelujah. I want you to sing with our praise and worship team this morning. I want you to just get into the service today. Just don't watch us or watch the man of God as he speaks. But preach with him. Sing with us. The Lord is ready to work wonders. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. There is joy, there is joy. 
spirits can to worship the Lord this morning. Freedom reign. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We want to take this time out to welcome everyone. Thank you all for joining us in worship this morning. Amen. We pray that this morning before the services conclude. Amen. If it's joy that you need, if it's freedom that you need, whatever your needs are this morning, the Lord will meet you wherever and whatever you need this morning. Amen. I want you to help me to pray this morning as we get ready to pray this morning. We have a few names that we're going to be praying for this morning as we get ready to pray this morning. I don't know if there's anyone with a prayer request. You can raise your hands. There's a few hands. If you can look around, there's a few hands going around. Amen. Just join us in prayer this morning. And I have a few names as we uh, get ready to pray this morning. As we pray this morning, I want you to keep Sister Christy. Sister Christy, in our prayer this morning, that the Lord will touch her body. Amen. We want to pray for Sister um, Sister White. We want Sister White that the Lord will touch her also. And then I want you to pray for my wife, Godson. He's in Jamaica. His name is the Martin. Um, young, very young man. Um, he went home to look for his mom after being in Canada for a number of years. And while his mom was home cooking, you know, she went out to get something. By the time she got back home, she just fell right on the ground and died. You know, so I pray that the Lord will touch the young man, the Martin, this morning. That's my wife's godson. And God will give, um, give him the you know, strength and the courage. And I want to also pray for Sister Josephine, mother, Sister Crooks, um, that the Lord will touch her body. Uh, she's going through some uh, bodily issues. So we're going to pray and touch and agree as we pray this morning that the Lord will touch them. Amen. How many people believe in prayer this morning? Amen. Amen. God can do anything. Anything that seems impossible to men, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask for things. So let's just go to the Lord and pray this morning as we pray and continue to worship the Lord. Father God, we love you this morning. We adore you. Lord God, we give you glory and we give you honor, Lord God. You are great and greatly to be praised. We honor you, Lord God, this morning. Lord God, we magnify your name. We glorify your name, oh God. You are our keeper. You are our shield and a buckler, Lord God. You are our brightest morning star. You are the fairest and ten thousand. You are the one that we adore, Lord God. We honor you this morning. Father God, we thank you for bringing us here safely. We thank you for being so good to us, Lord God. For keeping us, Lord God. For giving us life and life more abundantly. Father God, as we pray this morning for every person that raised their hands, Lord God, this morning. Whatever the needs are this morning, we're serving a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask. If it's spiritually, oh God, if it's financially, oh God, if it's emotionally, Lord God, our physical, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch every person, oh God, that their body, Lord God, will be healed this morning, Father God, as we pray for our dear sister Christy this morning, oh God, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch her from the crown of her head, oh God, to the sole of her feet, Lord God. Father God, as we pray, Lord God, we ask you, oh God, that your will will be done. Oh God, we pray for our whole sister William today, Lord God, that you will touch her body, Lord God. Give her strength, Lord God. Touch her completely, Lord God, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet in the name of Jesus. 
Lord God, as we pray this morning, we pray, Lord God, for the Martin right now, Lord God, and for their family, oh God, who has lost their loved one. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you'll encourage them, that you'll strengthen them, that you'll be with them, oh God, that you'll comfort them in this time, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for Miss Cooks right now, Lord God, oh God, that you'll touch her body in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray and ask you, oh God, that your healing virtue will move through her body this morning like never before, Lord God. Father God, we come in the service in your hand this morning. We ask you, Lord, to move mightily. And as we pray, Lord God, we pray anointing upon the man of God this morning. Oh God, that you'll use him to preach your word, oh God. Bless us, oh God. Bless every aspect of the service. Bless the remaining portion of the service. We come in the service in your hand as we come to the worship and give you all the glory and all the honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And can we just come to the worship of the Lord? Lord, another round of applause. Oh 
Hallelujah. Come on, there's a sweet presence of the Holy Ghost in here. Come on, come out of your seat if you have to run, if you have to shout, if you have to skip. This is your opportunity. Don't let me come up here and stop you from doing what you came to do is give God the glory. Give God the honor and the praise. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, I feel this presence. I feel this presence in here. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Angels bow before him. Angels bow before him. The people of God bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Welcome to Christ in the church. Christ is our central focus. This is a hand clapping, just in case you didn't know. This is a hand clapping, tongue talking, Jesus name baptism, believing, living for holy unto righteousness, unto God. We believe in the rapture. We believe in the second coming of our Lord, taking the church up. And we believe that you can be saved by putting on the name of Jesus in water baptism, being filled with the gift of His Holy, of the Holy Ghost. This is a powerful church. We can't be stopped. We can, we're on the move, and God has His hand upon us to do great works in the kingdom of God. Come on, let's put our hands together one more time. God is so good. I was just talking to our brother Charles, and I said, you know, brother Charles, the church is like a train. We can't stop moving. If I move out the scene, it still keeps moving. Because we have one destination where we're going to be headed to. And our focus is that destination. And I want you to be encouraged, saints of God. If you came discouraged, if you came with things in your mind, this is the place where God is going to restore. God is going to make clear. God is going to make you whole. Anything you're seeking for, God has the answer and a word for you today that you can believe on and take with you um, for the rest of this time. And we are so glad to be here. If you're standing here, just greet someone next to you and say, Welcome to Christ Center Church. Glad to see you. Greet them in the beautiful name, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, after that, you can have your seats. And those who, the only ones I want to see standing, if it's your first, I know everyone's greeting, and I'm glad you're greeting. Thank you so much. Those, I want those remaining standing, who it's their first, second, or third time. It's your, if it's your first, second, or third time coming here, please remain standing. Please remain standing if it's your first, second, or third time. Let's acknowledge our guests who are here for the first, second, or third time. Let's give them a wonderful Christ Center Church welcome. We welcome you in Jesus' name. We, God bless you. Our sister over there and our sister right in the middle, God bless you. God bless you. Come on, put your hands together for them. Make sure you greet our pastor before you leave. And make sure you greet any of our saints. Any information you need is at our front desk. We want to help and serve you and be a blessing to you and encourage your walk with Christ. Um, because if you live a Christ-centered life. Amen. So we have important announcements. Our ways of giving is right above my head. It will come up soon. But it's very important that I announce these things as we move this service forward. Okay. The first item to understand, we are actually at this time preparing 
for our children's church. Our children's church and children's ministry. Come on, put your hands together for our children's church ministry. God is doing a wonderful work with us today and with what started last week. We're just in the middle of a revival with our children, saints of God. We have uh, two of our children received baptism last week. Come on, put your hands together for our children that were baptized last week. And we believe God is doing something wonderful in the life of our children. And we thank God for the Hasker family. Right now, our sister uh, Crystal Hasker is at the fellowship hall door. That is to my right, your left. She's at the door. Please, our children, when we dismiss for offering, please follow the hand that is raised and we'll have our children's ministry. That's between the ages of 5 and 15. So parents, please prepare your children to transition at that point in time. Okay? Ages 5 to 15, sees the crystal at the door. Second announcement. We have our Winter Fire Conference that we're having this week. Put your hands together for that. The theme is Victorious. It's happening in Bloomfield, Connecticut. We want you to be advised. Those who are going, please save travels. And we pray that you will be stirred up. It's be wonderful um, activities. Of course, the word is being preached. People from all over the country are going to be there. A part of the United Pentecostal Church. Officials will be there. Bishop Bernard will be there. Another person that will be there, Brother Jerry Jones, will be ministering. And, of course, we have many wonderful pastors and leaders that will be coming to impart the word of God to this region of the United States. We want to make sure that's keep that in mind. Another announcement that will be happening locally, we have after service, our pastor wants to meet with those who will be a part of our senior care ministry. Our senior care ministry, that will be led by Brother Calvin, but our pastor will be meeting with those who are part or who will be interested in being a part of our senior care ministry. And further details will be provided to you once you um, get further instructions from that. I'll be having right after service, a designated location will be advised. Please visit and meet them before you don't leave. If you have that desire and burden for the seniors and those ministering to them, please stay and uh, hang out and we'll, we'll have a good conversation. Okay. And lastly, please, it's about our building. This is about supporting the kingdom of God. We um, specifically, when you give your tithe, everyone have a, if you have a tithe envelope in your hand or if you do not have one, on the tithe envelope, which is right here, the ways of giving are these instructions. Of course, you see it. Every specific area is designated to that ministry that you give. Of course, your one-tenth goes to, of course, God. It's not yours. It goes to him. But anything beyond the tithe, you have to specifically fill out and specifically put the amount you want contributing to that particular ministry or area of the church, okay? General offering, and in all these areas we are affecting, we are impacting, but you have to be clear because our trustee committee, finance committee has to, our, our, our ministry in that area, have to record it, and we want to make sure we're compliant, okay? Be specific. Please be specific. Make sure it's fully legible, and then at the bottom, the total will add up. So you got to do some adding math and, and subtraction. So we don't uh, have any confusion with that, okay? Our minds are clear? Our minds are clear. All right. God bless you. And, of course, we can stand at this time. It is offering time. It's all in support of our building. This is given to us by the Lord, but we are stewards. 
that we have to take care of what God has given, all right? We want to give. We want to see God bless us in an exponential way. I'm a believer in giving, saints of God. It's so important that we understand that when we partner together, we're able to do that. Please, again, follow the instructions of all everyone that is accordingly. Sister Hasker over there for the children. Those who are just coming in, we're having children's church right now. Right now, they can come. They can leave. As you are standing, please go that direction. All the children, 5 to 15. Ages 5 to 15. Please go right now. Thank you. Have a little bit of time. You can go and you can have a wonderful time. Let's pray, everyone. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you thanks again for all that you've done. We pray that God, you will bless us. Bless the hands that have prepared to give and bless our children as they are leaving. God, I pray a special anointing and blessing upon them as they enter into their service. And those who are here, that we may experience God's presence and his power. In Jesus' name, let us all say amen. Amen. All right, our ministers will get...
weapon formed against you. No weapon formed against you. I know sometimes the situation may look bleak. I know sometimes you feel like you're being defeated. But I want you to remember what I told you Wednesday night. Jesus loves you more than anyone else that you can think of, that you know of. Jesus loves you so. And he will not allow any weapon to prosper against you. If you will trust him, if you will just surrender to him and obey him, he will not allow any weapon that's formed against you to prosper against you. That's the kind of God we serve. With that in mind, one of our dear sisters in the church got admitted to the hospital and she's had a procedure not long ago and the procedure didn't go as well as possible and she moved past that a bit and then something else crept up on her and so she's not doing good physically and I want you to also pray for her mental and her physical uh, because it's a challenge when you're trying to serve the Lord you, you want to live right you know, uh, you serve the Lord and sickness, you know, overtake your body and you can't do what you want to do. Uh, family, you know, when you're a mother and a, a wife and you got to take care of your family and you can't do it the way you need to, that's a challenge. So let's pray this morning for Sister Christy Revelous that God will touch her body and touch her mind and that he will heal her and that he will bring peace to her. Because sometimes all we need to have while we're going through the physical is just the peace of God. Because when the peace of God come over you, that's when you know it's going to be all right no matter what. So will you pray with me and ask God to touch her and heal her. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Sister Revelous belongs to you. She is your child. You know even the very hair on her head by number. And Lord, whatever that ails her body, you can eradicate it. You, Lord God, can heal her body. You, Lord God, can touch her and make her whole this morning, even now where she is. I pray your peace that passes all understanding to come upon her right now, that she will know assuredly that no weapon formed against her will prosper, because you, Almighty God, is her shield and her buckler, her exceeding and great reward, her defense, her healer, her sustainer, her provider. Let her be assured this morning that you are with her, Lord God, and that you will keep her, Lord God. Touch her mind, Lord God, that her mind will be stayed on you, that the mind which be in Christ will be in her this morning. I pray your peace right now in that hospital room. Touch her family, her husband, Lord God. Have your way with them, that they will know, Lord God, that you have it all in control. We thank you this morning. Let's give him thanks for what he has done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Amen. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Another Sunday morning, here we are together again. God has been good to us. He has kept us. And uh, a lot of times the enemy will have you to focus on the negative. But I want to tell you, 
God has proven himself to us time and time and time again. And we have to think about those things because if we don't, we will become depressed. We will become distressed because all of what's bombarding your mind of what goes on on a regular basis in life, the struggles, the challenges, if you don't stay focused on the Lord and know that he has never failed us, even when we're in the middle of the storm, he will not fail us. The three Hebrew boys was walking in the midst of the fiery furnace and he was with them. He didn't deliver them out of the fiery furnace. He says, I'm going to go in the fiery furnace with you. And sometimes what we're dealing with, God is saying, I need you to go through this one. And because I need you to go through this one, I'm going to go through it with you. And so, yay, do we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with us. God is with us. No matter what's going on, whether we're in the fire or he stops the fire, whether we're in the storm or he stops the storm, God is with us. And so we have to think about that because if we don't, our mind will begin to just cause us to just worry, worry, worry and and, and make us forget that God is all powerful. That God has all things under control. That he's almighty. And all power is in his hands. We have to remember those things. And so we're humans and we have emotions. But I want you to hear me this morning what I'm saying. Because there's too much that's going to come at you. That if you don't begin to reflect and meditate and think and speak those words. Before you know it, you're going to be walking around down all the time. Can't get it together depressed, distressed, don't know what to do because of all these things. We cannot handle this life without the Lord. This life will, will, will destroy you if you try to do it without the Lord. I went to the doctor for a checkup the other day and I was talking to him and he told me, he said, Pastor, And this doctor was in the Word. I was very impressed. He says he goes to a church, and he started quoting scriptures, and we're talking. And he said to me, you wouldn't believe all of the young people who are struggling majorly with anxiety, with distress. They they, they don't have any hope, and they're worried all the time. It never stops. He says, you wouldn't believe it. He says, I know my entire schedule for today, and I have to prepare for each and every one that's coming in because of the distress and the anxiety that people are facing because they won't face it with Christ. Doctor. Doctor. So know assuredly that we cannot make this life a success or make it through this life without Christ. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Let's get into the word this morning and turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verse number 24. Good to see all of you. And I want to just say how much I appreciate all of our congregation that is online 
our virtual congregation. There's some faithful people, man. They're, they're just, they don't miss. I used to always tease, and I said, you're going to meet some people uh, sometimes, and you're going to shake your hands and say, hey, you know, I want to invite you to my church. And they're going to say, which church? Because I go to church, too. And uh, they're going to talk to you, and before you know it, they're going to tell you, I go to christ Center church. And you're going to say, I've never seen you. And they say, oh, yeah, because we're always online, but we are always tuned in. And there's some people online, ready for this, that knows more about what's going on in this church than some of you that are here in person. <laughs> I find that very interesting. Our unlike congregation sometimes will tell folks in this church, well, here's what pastor said, so this is what we're doing. When did pastor say that is what the person inside says. And they say, well, he said it this day at this time. What were you doing? You were in the building online congregation, man. I love them. And, and, and like I found out, I was at a conference last Friday and this young man um, said to me, hey, pastor, so good to see you. And here's, the, here's his story. I don't know, maybe about three, four years ago, maybe four years ago, I went to preach for a church uh, in New York and the Sunday that I preached, he repented of his sins and got baptized in Jesus' name. So he lives in New York and he goes to that church in New York. So I saw him last Friday and I said, hey man, how you been? He says, good. And I had seen him from time to time. And he said, um, listen, Sunday is coming and I go to my church on Sundays and when I get home from church, I watch CCC church service on live stream. He says, I know every sermon you've preached the past two months. I can run them down to you. So there are people that listen to our, our, our podcast or, you know, our, our live stream. Well, at the time, it's not live anymore. Even after the service is ended, people are listening. And so I want them to be blessed, and I welcome them as well to the word of the Lord and to this ministry. Amen. You know, back in the day, they used to sell tapes cassettes. And people used to buy cassettes. He said CD, but I'm going before his time. And people used to buy cassettes for $5, Sister Anna. And we would go home and listen to the service all day. Sometimes when I think about what we used to do that we don't do anymore, I feel embarrassed. I feel embarrassed that I'm part of society. Because why 25 years ago we heard preaching and it was good and we bought the cassette for $5. And we went home and listened to it throughout that week. Till we got back to church the next time, we lifted that cassette. I mean, worked that cassette. Now we can hear the preacher for free, just click on a link. And when we hear it Sunday, that's all we're going to hear. I don't know. I worry about us. I worry about just why do we used to do this? It worked, and now we don't do it anymore. But it worked. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Keep everybody that we mentioned in prayer this morning. Keep them in your prayer. Uh, Sister Crook, Sister Josephine Moms, Sister uh, Revelus, my wife. She worried a little bit because she's always so healthy. So just the least little thing, least little tick of difference, she start worrying. So, you know, she'd be all right. Me, me and Jesus is on board. <laughs> I remember the first time. I remember the first time I realized that God allowed me to pray for the sick and they can be healed. It was in my, it was on my wife. 
Because I started going to church. I don't know how you all do it, but I, I told you, I started going to church, and people would go up to the pastor to pray for them. And he would lay hands and he would pray. And I remember the scripture says, God is no respect of persons. And so the first thing I did was, I was sick in the body one day. I didn't say nothing to anybody. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I command this sickness to loose my body and set me free in Jesus' name. I did it, and I felt like I was good. I'm like, ooh, that, that, that went. And so I remember my wife was in some pain. I mean, bad pain. And I said, well, here we go, Jesus. And we were at a, we were at a service. I laid hands on her in the name of Jesus. I command this sickness to loose your body. And I got done, and she was healed, completely free. It got so good, there were people on my job that I hired that used to work at the church, and they would come in my office. Hey, brother, I'm sick. I need your prayer. And I would close my office door, keep my hand on the door, and lay hands in the name of Jesus, making sure nobody walk in. Jesus, touch your body right now. In Jesus' name. She get free in the office. Oh, praising God in the office. As she get, get done, open the door and act like nothing going on. Work still going on. And the word was spread throughout the office. If you're sick, let the boss pray. Woo! And so, I know Sister Wyatt a little worried. But me and Jesus is on board, Sister Wyatt. You don't worry about a thing. You're sleeping next to me. All I got is roll over in Jesus' name and go back to sleep. <laughs> uh, God is no respecter of persons. You can do it too. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic. What kind of house are you building? What kind of house are you building? You may be seated. In this entire chapter of Matthew chapter 7, as well as in chapter 5 and chapter 6, Jesus is teaching his disciples what's known as the Sermon on the Mount. He is not teaching unbelievers, but he is teaching his disciples. The scriptures that we read in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7 is Jesus teaching his disciples some very important sayings. He says in verse 24, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them 
I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. These sayings Jesus is referring to is the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount. He was teaching his disciples principles they must build their life upon, which means these principles are essential to Christian living. So if you want to know these sayings, homework, read all of Matthew chapter 5, read all of Matthew chapter 6, and read all of Matthew chapter 7. Chapter 7, those are some very important sayings of Jesus. They're all written in red letters because Jesus is speaking and he's telling us how to build a successful life. Jesus speaks of two ways in verses 13 and 14 in chapter 7. One way which is narrow and lead to life. And one way which is broad that leads to destruction. Do we ever stop to think about those texts? I mean, you're going to do your homework, I, I assume. And so you'll see when the scripture says narrow is the way that leads to life and broad is the way that leads to destruction. If we can just live our life saying, what is everybody doing? And once we see what everybody is doing, we decide, okay, let me not do that. Just do that alone and you will be, you will be going in the right direction. Because if the scripture tells us broad is the way that leads to destruction, it means the way that everybody is going, that's the way that leads to destruction because that's broad. But narrow is the way that leads to life. It means that not a lot of people is going that way because it's narrow. He speaks of two trees in verse 16 through 20, one which bears good fruit and and one which bears evil fruit. He speaks of two houses in verse 24 through 27, one which is built on a foundation that stands and one which is built without a foundation that collapses. He is making us aware that there are two kinds of believers. There are two kinds of saints of God. There are two kinds of Christians. The question is, or will be when I'm finished this morning, is what kind of saint of God are you? What kind of Christian are you? What kind of saint of God are you? The one that builds? On the rock or the one that built on sand. This is not talking about believers and unbelievers. Believers and unbelievers, they don't have any chance if they don't become a believer. He's talking about believers. So there are good Christian people. There are good saints of God. There are good people who, who, who are trying to live this life. But they're building on sand. Whether you know it or not, every one of us is building a house. In scripture, a house, the word house is used sometimes for a person's own life. The word house is used for a a family. Or it is sometimes used as the church. So when you hear house, you're talking about a person's life or a family or the church. 
whether a person's building a life, a family, or helping the Lord build his church, the Bible's principle is to build carefully and upon the right and proper foundation. All right. There, there is three major parts of a house. Any builders in the house? Three major parts of the house. Foundation, structure, and covering. Those are three major things of a house. Trust me, house can survive without um, some of the things y'all need. I know y'all need your dishwasher and all this stuff. You can get a house without dishwasher, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So... The three major parts of a house is foundation, structure, and covering. Watch this. Scripture is helping us this morning. In Scripture, the foundation, when it talks about the foundation, it's talking about our salvation. When you hear of foundation in the Scripture, You need to understand that it's referring to our salvation, whether or not we're saved, whether or not we're working toward being saved, where we stand with our salvation. So when we talk about foundation in Bible terms, we're talking about what kind of foundation? Is it a foundation that's built upon true salvation or a foundation that's built upon sand foundation? The structure of the house. It's talking about God's commandments, the word of God, the structure, the walls, and, you know, all that stuff there that, you know, you know y'all need, uh, my wife thinks she's a builder. You know, she's always talking about, is, is there any, um, what's she always talking about? She's always worried about, um, what they put in the walls, Brother Calvin? Insulation. Yeah, you know, when they was building, this is my wife, thinks she's a builder. You know, back in the day when they built house, they didn't do a good job with installation. And so sometimes, you know, when you, you, you need, we need to gut the place out. And we need to gut it out and, 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 and do installation. And I'm looking like, are you a builder and do you have the money? <laughs> Always watching these, what they call them, home improvement stuff, and talking like she's some builder. Like sis, you're not a builder. But she killed me with that. And every little thing she see, hey, I think we need to um, check this out. Like, hey, who am I living with, Calvin? <laughs> like, you're not a builder, sis. Let the builders worry about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, call Brother Calvin. He got somebody if he can't do it. But don't tell me that. You're not a builder. But the structure... Is the walls going all around it. And in biblical concept, the structure is the word of God, God's commandments. The covering is considered to be God's favor. Foundation is your salvation. Structure is the word of God. And the covering is God's favor. So when you're building this life of yours, (laughs) when you're building your life, you have to make sure the right 
foundation is established. You have to make sure the right structure is established and the right covering. Why are you saying that, preacher? Because every house will have to deal with three major tests. God, church, I wish, I try whenever I can, uh, standing up here on Sundays. You know why they preached for three and four hours back in the day? Because they just wanted to get the word to you to help you. Here's the problem why we, why many of us don't preach for four hours anymore. (laughs) There's too many things coming at you and you only can retain but so much. So we understand that what's the use of preaching to you for four hours when you might only be able to retain 15 minutes of that whole four hours. That's why we're not preaching four hours. We have done studies, psychologists have done studies to prove you can only retain but so much. So we can't stand here four hours giving you the word and you walk away with 20 minutes of it. Doesn't make sense. Right? And so that's why we don't keep here for four hours. And y'all probably would have walked out anyway. Back in the day, people, you know, did things just out of respect and being polite. And y'all today saying, I hear you, Pastor. I'm not being disrespectful, but I got to go. Woo! Three major tests will come to a house.